y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Bonding. I am genuinely so grateful to be in community with you all today. I mean, genuinely. I feel so lucky to be able to spend time with you, sharing ideas and bonding together over the, over the things that feel closest to our hearts. So I do, I do thank y'all for continuing to tune in. It, I don't take it for granted. I've been thinking, and there are so many topics that we can cover together as a community. There are so many things that I want to discuss with y'all, things that we don't talk about enough, things that feel shameful that we, you know, kind of sweep under the rug because we just don't feel like dealing with it and talking about it. So I was kind of having a little trouble narrowing down what I wanted to discuss today, but I started noticing a trend, um, especially over the last couple of months or so, um, and it was a trend that bothered me a little bit just because I'm so lucky to be surrounded by some of the dopest, most amazing black women on the planet. I know I'm biased, but this is my belief. Um, From good friends to some close family members to people I know professionally, former neighbors, like the whole gamut. And I mean, truly incredible women on paper and like in truth, like in their heart, genuine, authentic, loving, caring bosses of women. But you know what I hear a lot? And and I want to say from them, but like it's from us. It's a collective. What I hear um, from them that I often don't hear from men, um, and that's regardless of the men's race, black, white, purple, green, right? Like what I consistently hear from um, my black, the black women in my circle is like, a feeling of undeservedness. Um, I guess it's kind of unworthiness, but that word doesn't feel quite right to me. I can't tell you why. I probably need to dig into that. But just feelings of not deserving. And it it breaks my heart that so many of us suffer from that. And like I said, present company included. Um, part of the reason that this podcast took me five years to launch is because I questioned if I could do it, if I should do it, if anyone wanted to hear me. Um, and you know, whatever, that's still yet to be seen, right? Like I am positive that, uh, (laughs) this is something that, that resonates with people and that it will continue to grow. But the point is I was scared to do it because I thought I didn't have a place. And have y'all looked at the podscape landscape, the podcast landscape? Sorry. Have y'all looked at the podcast landscape? It is full of men (laughs) that probably should not be speaking, across these airwaves. But does that stop they asses from doing it? And I got the nerve to be scared. I got the nerve to think I don't deserve. I think I contribute something. They like might contribute to more toxic negativity. But the point is, it does not hold them back. So it just it just kind of got me to thinking. And I was actually talking to a black woman the other day. She's a small business owner, like very good at her craft. Hasn't necessarily been in her business long, but she's doing really well in establishing a name for herself in her field. And recently, she just had a couple of clients kind of push back on, you know, some of the ways in which she was doing her business. Um, And it's funny to me because they were pushing back because it was inconvenient for them, not necessarily because the policies weren't good ones. I think that they actually were good um, and they were designed to protect her. But because those couple of people started pushing back, she was starting to doubt herself and her abilities and kind of starting to question if she deserved what she was asking for. Um, and, and 
even like kind of making her doubt who she was at a as a person, how people perceive her. And, you know, I, I use her as an example, but I know she's not alone. I mean, the reason that what she said kind of hit me so hard is because I've been there. And so many of us do just that. We take like something that someone says, somebody pushing back, somebody not agreeing with anything that we say. And all of a sudden we're like, Ooh, am I, am I doing the right thing? Or gosh, I'm asking for X, Y, Z. Maybe I don't deserve all of that. And it, it starts to wear at you. And again, it's something I see us doing, not necessarily, you know, other groups. And I guess the danger in that is like, as a result, you know, of those thoughts of that thinking, what happens? I think what happens is that we start asking for less. We start lowering our price, so to speak. And our price doesn't just have to be financial, right? It could be anything. Um, It might look like staying in a job that no longer serves us because we don't want to be perceived or because we don't want to deal with the perceived hassle of what it would take to look for a new one. Maybe it's staying in relationships. And I'm not just talking about romantic ones, but like platonic, familial, um, But just because, you know, it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so is just that way. I know that's how it is. I don't, you know, it's not, it's it's not personal. It's just how they are. Um, Even though, you know, they fucking drag us down and steal all of our energy, but because we don't want to do the work to confront the issue or establish new relationships or even do the inner work to determine like what it is that we really want. We, we stay in it because on some level, we think we don't deserve something different. Um, maybe we stay in the house we don't want to be in anymore, the city, the country. Like I could go on and on because we don't necessarily believe that we deserve something different. We don't want to cause a fuss. We don't want to make other people uncomfortable. And, and that's kind of the thing that I really want to address because I think we as black women are constantly putting the wants and needs of others above our own. And I mean, fucking constantly, right? Like at work, we are more likely to stay late, come in early to take on the brunt of the work. And, and we do this because we want to pro- prove that we belong there, prove that we're smart, we're motivated, we're driven, and I'm going to show you how. Um, and even on a subconscious level, right? I think part of that is us trying to dispel the myth, dispel the myth that we're lazy, which is, has always been a little troubling to me because how did we even get a stereotype of being lazy when we literally built this country? Um, but, you know, that's just white supremacy doing what it does and rearing its ugly head. But the point is, is that we work our asses off and do far beyond what the average person does and still we're paid something like 58 cents on the dollar compared to white men, right? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But the point is we kill ourselves because we are putting the needs of our employer in this instance, you know, above the needs of our own, our own personal needs, the rest, the taking care of ourselves, the pouring into ourselves, the self-care, right? Just because we're always last on our own list. That's how it shows up in work. But it shows up a lot of times the same way in families. If you're a mom, you're literally doing it all. You're cooking, you're cleaning, you're scheduling and remembering appointments, you're planning vacations. I mean, the whole nine. And often with little help, even with the best partners, right? Like often it falls most on the woman. And even if you don't have kids or are single, you're often delegated to do that work for your extended family. And again, that's because the perception is you have more free time. So of course you can take care of us. And regardless of marital or parental status, none of us get off scot-free. And then we start to think that we're not enough. 
we start to think that maybe we just deserve this. Maybe we, you know, this is just sort of our lot in life. We don't deserve anything different. We don't deserve to treat ourselves to that no. And sometimes that very needed hell no. And I just wish sometimes that we could see ourselves the way that we truly are. Because I think then that's when we start to change the world. I was recently on another podcast called Women of Color Rise. And shout out to Annalisa Wolf because she's doing incredible work elevating the voices of professional women of color there. So, so check out her podcast on her website. She really is doing amazing things. But anyway, on that show, she was asking me about one of the most powerful lessons I've learned in my career. And I've learned a lot, right? Being a black woman in corporate and corporate adjacent spaces lends itself to a lot of learning. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of that learning is painful. But, you know, looking back, hindsight being 2020, I can honestly say that it's all been very valuable. And I think one of the things that really stood out to me in my experience actually happened even before I was working, working, right? I remember being in college or business school. I can't remember which one it was, but um, I overheard two guys talking and they were talking about um, some information session or open house they had gone to for, you know, um, a business that was hiring. So, you know how you go and you're like, oh, you listen to this business pitches and then ultimately you go through the interview process. So they were talking about that and how, you know, ultimately they had gone through the interviews and, you know, they, they were just kind of debriefing on that whole whole process. And I guess one of them had gotten an offer and they were, you know, kind of complaining about the offer wasn't enough and they were going to negotiate and da, 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 right. And, and they're talking about this like it's just business as usual, right? Like this is just what you do. But y'all, I was in complete shock for, for two reasons. And looking back at younger Chianti, I'm like, oh, you poor thing, you didn't know this. But I didn't at the time. So I was shocked in a couple of ways. Number one, like I said, I know it sounds crazy, but I didn't even know that negotiating was an option, right? So I was mind blown in that very moment. And that number two, no shade, but kind of shade. These dudes were mediocre at best, right? And I say that with evidence. I was in class with these guys. I, I was hearing how they responded when a question was asked or hearing their like kind of critical thinking process. It was not strong. And yet they had the nerve, the nerve to be asking for more money. Like, what the fuck? It blew my mind. So I guess what I learned in that moment is, I don't know how else to say it, but to say pretend, you know, put on that mediocre white man persona. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Um, I heard if y'all don't follow Lovey on social media, please do. She has so many examples of this. And she talks about, you know, just pretending we're a mediocre white man in so many spaces because that's when doors open up because then you're asking for things that you want, not may or may not deserve, whatever, but like you're asking for the things that you want. And as problematic as they may be in general, I think this practice is one that we should all aspire to implement in our own lives, asking for what we want, not for what you think you can get, not for what you'll settle for, but what you actually want. If, you're no, if you know that you're not being paid fairly at your job, ask. 
that doesn't mean ask blindly, right? You need to come in with evidence to support what you're asking for and why you think you deserve it, but go into it. And not just in the professional space, but life in general. When you're not getting what you want out of a relationship, again, romantic or otherwise, ask. Don't stew on it. Don't be mad that people aren't giving you what you want. Ask. And then based on the answer, you can determine how you want to move forward. I think so many times, and again, my hand is raised, right? It's not, it's not, I'm not just preaching because <laughs> this is me too. But I think so many times we make ourselves victims in our own stories because it's easier. Well, we think it's easier to place blame on other people because then we get to be the innocent and wronged party, right? Like there's some self-pity that exists as a part of that. But really, in all reality, what we're doing is giving too much credit to others and not enough to ourselves and our own efforts. Because the fact is we are way more powerful than we think. We are just often too afraid to ask, too afraid of hearing no, too afraid that someone's going to tell us we're asking for too much. Ask. We deserve all of the things. Let's stop counting ourselves out. I have this thing that I just started telling myself which is like, stop telling yourself no before anyone else does. Because that's what we do. We may see a new job, one that like we don't think we quite qualify for, so we just stop. We might wanna submit a proposal for you know, a new project, try a new hobby, but then we come up with a list of reasons why we can't do it. And I know I'm not the only one. I have been in too many conversations with people where I have seen this happen. We are constantly talking ourselves out of things. I know I'd be firmly in the thinking stage before I move into action. And I do this self-talk that is so demeaning, right? Like I'm too old. I don't, have enough, I don't have enough experience. I'm not fit enough. I'm not thin enough. I don't look the part. And here's my encouragement for all of us. We got to tap into that inner white man. Name him if you want to. Chad, Kyle, I don't care. Go crazy. You can get as creative as you want and talk yourself up. Do the thing. Go for it. Because we'll never get the things that we don't go for. So do it. Ask for the shit you really, truly want and do it so unapologetically because, girl, you deserve. And I will leave you with this. This is something that I'm standing on right now, right? Like asking for the thing I deserve. I remember... I think someone had asked me or, or maybe I was just kind of like meditating on wanted, I, what I wanted to do with my life. I told y'all I am firmly in this <laughs> midlife crisis. I don't want to call it crisis. This midlife awakening where I realized that the things I've done to this point while have proven to, to, to give, you know, valuable in the sense that it has um, gotten me to the point that I've achieved some level of success. Um, it's not really serving me anymore. There's just more that I want. And I think for so long, I was doing exactly what I told y'all for, told, told y'all. Like, I was scared to ask, right? It's like, eh, County, this is enough. This is good. You should be happy, right? But I'm starting to realize, like, no. Like, you know what would make me happy? Going for it. Really trying. Taking the limits off my life and really, like, reaching for the stars. And so when I was like kind of thinking about that, I was like, oh, what do I want to do? What do I really want to do? If I like could have any, you know, career, what would it be? And I remember 
in my gut, the thing that made me feel so joyous, so excited, so happy was to be able to make money by talking shit with my friends. And that sounded so crazy to me when it came out. And that's how I know it's from God. Probably not in those words. I would imagine he wouldn't say it just the way I said it. However, I know it because like I said, it felt freeing. It felt good. And it frankly felt like unachievable. Like I can't reach that. That's crazy. Who does that? And by no means am I there yet, right? Like I'm not making money here yet, but I know it's coming. But I do. I get to sit here and talk shit with my friends every other week. I get to talk shit with y'all. So this, the foundation has been set and I'm putting it out there and I'm going for it because what what's the worst? And just like we've been saying throughout this episode, I deserve, you deserve, we deserve. That feels like a song. Maybe it'll turn into a song. Anyway, it's been so good to be with you all again today. Please, please, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Shoot me a note. Tell me what you're thinking about and feeling at blackgirlsbonding at gmail.com. See you all in a couple weeks.